This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! Your poem's name is Oh, I must immediately stop murdering you. I have to rethink my entire life goal now. Man. Oh, what if you'd have been like, what if you'd have been like, Jor-El. Your father's name is Jor-El too? Like, your name is, your dad's name is Jor-El Wayne? I didn't know that. It was like, a, is, that his middle, <laughs> is that his middle name? It was his nickname That's in college. Thomas Jor-El Wayne? I, that was a fact I did not know. Let me look on Wikipedia. On my planet, Wayne means hope. <laughs> oh, man. I've actually always thought that that was... <laughs> Kind of a brilliant idea that the S isn't really an S; it's a symbol for something else from his own planet. Because you know, yeah, I, 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 I like that. Fire. I don't hate Man of Steel. I don't love it, but I thought that was a nice touch. Oh no, but that—that's before Man of Steel. They, that, that's from the comics originally. Oh, is that in the comics? Yeah. Um, bad with comics. Yeah. That I did not know. If it's a good I... idea. In that- Movie, he took it from something else because I 100% thought that was a Man of Steel uh, creation. Nope. I'm glad to know that's not from Zack Snyder. Today we have learned something on the Poet and Billy podcast. Pre- previously, no, the Poet not. and Dak podcast. Previously, the <laughs> Poet and Booker podcast. Pretty correct. Also correct. Oh, man. All right, boyos, so do we want to get into it? Yeah, how do you want to start this off? Well, I think in space no one can hear you scream or do a podcast. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. God, it was good seeing that old school logo, I can't lie. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like when you play a uh, like an old Xbox game or an old PlayStation game and like, it opens up with the... Like the original logo, you're like, oh, that sound. Like, it, it, it's a real nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like, oh, hey, this this brings back weird muscle memory. Yeah, for sure. We are, of course, going to be talking about the movies Alien and Aliens. Most likely, we're limiting ourselves franchise. not to. Yeah, we like at some point we'd have to talk about how terrible Alien Covenant is. I haven't seen it, although because you said that, I do feel it's worth mentioning. I tried to watch Prometheus the other night. Because even though, so, last time when we did this with Charlie, we did the Dark Knight trilogy, so and we went on for a long time. And don't get me wrong, I loved it, I had a great time, but I'm like, you know, we had to split it up into two episodes, it was just a lot. Um, so I was like, maybe we should just do, like, these two movies instead of the whole series, but I figured at some point or another we might talk about the other movies like in reference or something uh so i was like ah, i haven't seen prometheus and alien covenant i guess i should try watching them i could not finish prometheus i just couldn't do it i do like covenant a little bit more than prometheus because it has a few decent scenes like i think overall prometheus is a bad movie it looks good but it doesn't work as a whole alien covenant feels like three different films stitched together in a weird way and I like one of those films because <laughs> it's basically which is the Ridley film Scott, like? the Ridley Scott remaking Aliens because he basically remakes Prometheus and then does this weird philosophical mix of alien and gothic horror. And then he remakes Aliens. Yeah. 
Like straight down to there's a fight with a like crane. <laughs> Weird, oh, yeah, you know, and it's like because I thought watching Prometheus, and I, I made it about an hour and a half into the movie, so maybe there was like another forty five minutes or an hour left. But even then, I was like, I'm just don't care. Like, <laughs> there's too many things to watch for me to be sitting here watching this thing that I'm not enjoying. Because like. It feels like, and I'm actually happy that I'm talking about this now, because I think this will be a good lead-in for Alien, because Prometheus feels like a bad remake of Alien. Yeah. It's, you know, you have, you know, the part of the reason that, you know, Alien works is the exact, re- is the exact reason that I think Prometheus doesn't. Prometheus has a ship with, like, like 15 what people. I don't know any of them. I don't give a shit about them. Like, at the point in the movie when they finally start getting killed off, I was like, I don't even know that dude's name. Why do I care? Like, yeah, they're I all don't... just cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah, to the point where, like, when you see them on screen, you're like, oh, that dude's dead. Uh, <laughs> you know, you knew before the thing even happened. God damn it. Quincy! I can't yeah, keep they... plants. So, oh, there's a cat. What's he supposed to do? Not eat the plants, man. That's not I what they're mean, for. I guess you better yeah, move those plants... <laughs> With being stuck in the house. He's a cat. Is he always stuck in the house? Anyway. Uh, you know, we should mention we're, this is a time capsule. We're all uh, on house lockdown right now. Mm-hmm. That's how we have to time most- to these movies. Um. <laughs> well, yeah. hold, on, hold on. I know for a fact somebody on this call didn't watch the movies in the last week and a half. Uh, me? And Charlie, so two of y'all motherfuckers have... ain't watched these motherfucking movies. So don't be trying to say, oh, we got all this time to watch movies. I've watched, ain't I, none of y'all watching these movies. First of all, I can count, I, I can't count how many times I've seen Alien and Aliens, so... Same. Because it's, it's not like the Dark Knight uh, trilogy, because I realized when we did that one, it had been a few years since I watched the Dark Knight movies. I don't know why, it just happened to have been a while. Uh, Alien, I just watched a couple of months ago. Aliens, I've watched all just a few months ago. It's all real fresh in my mind. Sure, it is. And I still yeah. watched. The, I actually watched the documentaries, the be, the behind the scenes of making up for both Alien and Aliens, oh, which I think is actually good. longer than the movies. <laughs> yeah, fun fact: uh, Dan O'Bannon, the guy that wrote Alien, is a weirdo. Yeah, real weird guy. Also, did Return of the Living Dead? Cool yeah. And uh, he's had a weird career. He's worked on a lot of bizarre stuff. But it's, uh, it's man, it's a good... It, trying to watch Prometheus was so hard. I just, like, I well, do I, it. Like I told you yesterday, I'm 100% convinced that he came to him with his idea for this, this uh, movie. And they were like, great, let's do it. Can you squeeze it into the alien universe for us and he was just like fine i just want to make my movie i'll fine i'll i'll put it in there and so that's why we got that half-baked alien plot where it was like these are the aliens but they're not really the aliens that you're familiar with these are like year one aliens i guess i don't know yeah they're the only thing that i really liked in um prometheus uh aside from fassbender was there's that really out of nowhere body horror scene where she like does surgery on herself to remove yeah. the that was thing inside scene. of her. That whole thing. Like, why is the rest of the movie like this? That was good. Well, was I it? was even going to say watching the movie, the only part that 
really I thought worked for me was that I, you know I'll give it to Ridley Scott. Dude is a crazy good director. Like it, it the movie is gorgeous. Yeah, like it, it, yeah, it looks it, incredible. Like, it looks so good. Though I was like, oh wow, like this looks really good. I, I I'm really curious what's going to happen here. Uh, I was just I saw it twice in theaters. <laughs> in the, because the second time I was like, I'm not going to like this, but I just want to see it again <laughs> on a big screen. Because like that opening alone is yeah, really it's, amazing. It's, it's a, a fantastic looking movie. Uh, boring as all hell. And personally, but, I, I I enjoyed Fassbender. I enjoyed Naomi Rapace. I'm a fan of hers. Um, Eat Idris and Charlize uh, again. Oh my god, Idris Elba is in that movie. Yeah, I enjoyed oh, yeah, them. Like but, one of the best parts of the movie, I but think. You, uh, you lose a lot of that because there's so much gar- like there's all those characters you don't care about like the dude who was like all religious and then the geologist, he, he like, oh I'm a character because I got a mohawk and I'm uber aggressive but then like I get really scary if I'm not doing rock stuff. <laughs> Like, yeah, I'm glad that motherfucker died that the way guy? he did. Yeah. <laughs> did, look, look here, Billy. How dare you? Just asking. It's okay. Well, we should probably talk about the movie we came here to talk about instead of Prometheus. The movie is, so, I think it's, it's part of the reason I love Alien so much is it's really hard to look at it without thinking about all the knowledge you already have, I guess. is. Because even before I watched it for the first time, I knew, you know, you know what Alien is. You know what the, you yeah. know, you've seen that 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 Xenomorph before. You know about the chestburster. Yeah, but when all, you look we probably at it, saw Spaceballs beforehand and know the oh, yeah. chestburster scene. Like. You know who Ripley is. Uh, so, like, there's not, you know, you, you're kind of missing out on some of that. But when you take all of that out and look at it without tr- actually knowing any of that, just based on the story and how it's told, it's insane how good it is. Like... It, yeah. the you have no idea what's going to happen next. It is creepy. It is unnerving, and also the characters are you. There's no idea who the main character is throughout the movie. Like when you start the movie, it's like, oh, I guess we're following John Hurt. Seems like he's the main guy. Nope, he's going to be the first one that dies. And then it seems like maybe like, oh, that Dallas captain. Like he, he's yeah, just, he kind of like, comes he's in. The one who's going to save them all? Nope. <laughs> You know, they all like have like something to bring to the table, and you kind of get an idea of who they all are uh, because there's only what seven of them. I think it's just seven, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which is you know, maybe why... if y'all watched the movie this week, you'd know how many people are on that ship. Oh, did you watch it? Yes, it, it is, there are no, seven people and eight if you include the alien <laughs> on the cast list. I'm on IMDb right now. There's also uh, the voice of Mother, but we're not going to count her. Ah, uh, no, she doesn't count. Uh, um, uh, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Bill. No, uh, well, I stopped so that you could go. Well, not, but, but I'm stopping so that you, so that you can go. Oh, well, you know, this is just, I don't want to be rude. But it's too yeah, late. Stanton. <laughs> well, I was going to say, for, unlike for you guys, um, who talked about you knew what the Xenomorph was, uh, that wasn't the case for me, my dudes. There was no, there was you didn't know you didn't learn about Alien until you saw that motherfucker, and that shit was terrifying. As a kid, I, also, I was probably it, like, it came out when I was four, so I probably would have seen it when I was six or seven. Terrifying. 
But watching it this week was hard because uh, it's so boring. See, I don't think so. Yeah, that's what I, I I think it's just a great slow burn. Poet disagrees. I and yeah. I don't mean boring in that um, it's boring because it's not. You know, it's definitely do. It, there's it's definitely doing its job as Billy says, being a slow burn. Uh, I I think it just comes down to uh, the Han Solo in me. I prefer a straight fight to all this sneaking around. Like once it gets to the alien action, then like because I was having a real hard time in that first hour and about because it's about an hour and fifteen minutes before the shit really kicks off. Um, and so that's the only reason because I didn't honestly think I was gonna. One, I didn't think I was going to finish watching them this week. Let alone, I was like, well, if I watch Alien, I doubt I'm going to watch Aliens. But once they got to the Alien action, I was like, oh, yeah. As soon as Alien ended, I loaded Aliens right up. So, uh... I I actually think that that kind of goes back to what I mean when when I say, if you don't know anything about Alien going in... You know, it's insane. It's just how tense it is, just not knowing what's going to happen. Especially when you think, you know, you've got like the face hugger that pops up, and you're like, oh, okay, so this is this is the alien that we're talking about, and then something weird goes on. It it pops out of his fucking chest. Like it's just so crazy intense that you know you don't realize. I think that first time going through that it is a slow burn movie because you just don't know what's going to happen next. You don't. You don't have that feeling. I hate to keep shitting on Prometheus, but you know you don't have that feeling where you're like when you see somebody pop up on screen and you're like, oh, that person's going to die. You automatically know it. Which, and we've all seen horror movies like that. Yeah. You don't feel that way watching Aliens if you for the first time. Like it. Could, it, it honestly, any of them could have made it through that movie. Yeah, and you kind of you get invested in all crews. You're like, I hope this one. You don't want anyone to get hurt because you start liking all of them. Well, and uh, to Billy's point on Prometheus, the smaller crew definitely helps with you getting to know them. And also, I think the other problem for uh, uh, for uh, Prometheus compared to Alien is the small crew. But then, you know, you don't have... These aren't fleshed-out characters. But you had quality character actors who breathed life into these characters. Like, do you really care that these the two aren't going to get bonuses? Probably not. But the way that they argued for it and then the stuff you start seeing them having to go through, you're like, yo, man, these dudes do need a fair shit. Oh, they didn't make it today, and don't worry about it. Well, it's also, like, um, to go back, like, this is 1979, like, sci-fi before this was mostly people in, like, jumpsuits and uniforms, and, like, it was all clean ships, like, this was a grimy, dirty, factory-looking ship, and they were all truckers, like, it was very different from sci-fi at the time, like, it was really cool to see, like, yeah, these are just regular working stiffs who are, like, doing this job, and they get thrown into a really messed up situation they have no idea how to handle agreed which to jump ahead slightly is i think is this a strength of um aliens as well because you get all of the soldiers are kind of stock characters like they're all just archetypes you got like the badass woman this the quippy scared guy like they all kind of fit the mold but they're 
well acted and well performed, so you instantly like, I like this guy. I, I hope yeah. they get out of this. Well, but you don't. I feel like in Aliens, you don't hit that point until after that first attack. Before that, there, with the exception of maybe the sergeant, because he's the one you know leading them and telling them what to do. You know, they're all just kind of like, okay, there's nameless soldier number one. There's the guy that is a smartass. There's uh, the guy. I'm pretty sure he was in Terminator. That's cool. And then the attack happens, and most of them are fucking killed off. And so you're stuck with a smaller crew. Now you have your chance to get to know them, and you're like, oh, okay, this is. I know who these people are, you know, there's, I, I suddenly care about this Hicks guy and whether yeah, he makes you also it see how they all react under pressure. So you're like, oh, okay, so this is how you're reacting. And now I'm stuck here with you. I'm invested. Um, fun fact. Do you know that the alien action cracks off at about the same time in both films? Really? It takes about an hour into alien. If you exclude now, I, so I watched, so both of these, I watched, Alien, I watched the director's edition, and Aliens, I watched a special edition. Now, uh, maybe it's because cocaine's a hell of a drug, but in Aliens, I do not remember a lot of time spent with the colonists. And the special edition definitely has what I felt was a lot more time with the colonists. Well, the special edition's like an out it's almost an hour longer i think yeah i, I think that, it is i, I think in the may, theatrical cut i don't think you see the colonists at all yeah and you that don't may be why the you it takes an hour to get to the action then because like there is a whole what feels like 20 minute stretch and i was like when i was watching i was like i wonder if they just did like a chopped up version of this because I don't ever remember meeting Newt's family, but I guess we did meet Newt's family. I, I honestly, I like the director's cut of Aliens more. I think the director's cut of Alien is far weaker. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the difference between Alien and Alien, the director's the, cut versus the regular one. The, the director's cut adds in the cocoon scene at the end, which completely throws off all the like pacing of her escaping. Yeah. She's like making also, an escape, and then suddenly it kind of stops, and... She's having this conversation, and they're like, well, this is weird. Why is this happening It's like, now? this is not the time, guys. <laughs> we were in the um, middle of her getting away. And also, it, it reshuffles some stuff, and it cuts out the scene of uh, the captain talking to Mother, asking what his chances are. So it kind of shifts the focus mm -hmm. away from him and more onto Ripley, which like makes sense now if you've seen it. But I still think the original cut is the stronger film. Gotcha. I think so, too. But, but the extended cut of Aliens is awesome. Like the, all the stuff they add in, just builds the characters and builds the world. No, for sure. Like all the stuff with the colonists, definitely. Um... And it has that amazing sequence where um, they set up the remote guns. Yeah. And you just watch the the bullets go down and down, and then run out, and then the next one runs out. Like all of that's cut out in the theatrical cut. And that's such a tense moment. I keep using the word yeah. tense, but like, these movies are so tense. Like yeah. when you watch the the counter going down on those guns, they're like, "Oh my, what's going to happen when it runs out? What are they going to do?" It's like they're fucked. That that's their last line of defense, and it just ran out. Oh dear. <laughs> um, do either of you know how James Cameron pitched Aliens? Ah, uh, I'm sure I've heard this story, but I'm not. It, he wanted to make like a. It is one of the biggest balls stories in Hollywood I've ever heard. 
he shows up to the meeting with the, like basically he found out that the studio was looking to make a sequel to alien and he was like let me write a treatment i would be interested in doing that and they said sure write a treatment and uh we'll let you pitch it to us so he shows up a few days later for the meeting he shows up late he walks into the room he goes to a whiteboard that's uh, set up in the corner, doesn't talk to anyone, writes the word alien across the board. And then he uh, he looks at them all, and then he turns back to the board and writes an S on the end of alien. Looks back at them, then he turns back to the S and he draws two lines through it so it makes a dollar sign. And he drops a marker and he walks out the room. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a good pitch. It's like oh, the man. balls on this kid. Because that was like his <laughs> third film, I think. He if had that, made Terminator. I don't think Terminator had even come out at that point because he was still. Uh, it might not have come out. It might have, like. It, let me look it up, James Cameron. Uh, God damn. He, sorry. It's, I'm just have to scroll through his. Uh, Terminator five, came out in 84, so when would. Uh... Uh, yeah, Terminator 86. So it would have come out in America. It didn't come out in England, though. So it, all the crew, because I know he had a, just a horrible time working with the English oh, yeah, crew. They, they did not like him. Uh, I didn't think English crews liked uh, any Americans back then, because didn't they fuck with George Lucas a lot on the first Star Wars? They did. Well, they have two different very styles of working. British crews have uh, the European hours where it's like you have a 12-hour day max and it is done and you are offset no matter what happened. And Cameron's like, fuck off, we're going to keep shooting. Yeah, he's like, he's the kind of guy that has a very specific way that, not only a specific way that he wants things, but also he's not going to stop working until it's done. Which is yeah. great for him. Uh, if I worked with somebody like that, I'd be like, dude, fuck off. I'm not I, I need to break. <laughs> like, yeah. He, uh, he famously said on the last day of shooting to the crew, cause he had a mutiny. He actually hit one of the producers had to like bribe half the crew to come back. And the d- director of photography quit. And I think the second director of photography stepped up to do it. And it was like a really troubled production. And on the last day of shooting, he s- said to all the crew, this has been a hard shoot. And one thing has gotten me through every single day knowing that one day I'd be able to leave and all of you bastards would have to stay here. God damn. I don't think he worked. Yeah, I don't think he worked with any of them again. <laughs> now he ain't bring him back on uh, Avatar or none of this? Probably not, no. If you notice, there aren't a lot of people that super repeat working with Cameron. <laughs> I uh, haven't noticed. I'm, I'm weirdly excited for the Avatar films, if they ever come out. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I'm, uh, to me, uh, the first one is a fantastic movie to see in 3D in the theater, but after that, there's not much replayability. Um, and I just don't go to the theaters anymore. And especially after this pandemic, I'm yeah. really not trying to go to no theaters. God, I miss cinema so much. <laughs> I love going to the theater. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, <laughs> Especially with like the timing, because you know we just had the baby and everything. So it's like I, we, not, well, we did get to go to one movie because uh, we got to see Birds of Prey in theaters for like a, a baby screening. So that was cool. Lots of babies there. Actually, actually yeah, I saw, that was the last thing I saw in cinemas too. The last thing I saw, I think, was Spider Man. 
And probably the next one I'll see will be whatever Black Widow. I really, the only movies I get out to go see in theaters are uh, Marvel, are Marvel properties. <laughs> That's it. Everybody else I've tapped out on. Fair. Oh, sorry, hold on a second. It's, you know what? It's one, it's the cost. It is really of, expensive. Of, of t- like, you know, if I'm just getting a ticket to see the movie, maybe it's not so bad. But then, you know, if you you got to get a drink, you know, snacks, then it's like, if you, you can't, you can't take nobody out to the movie with you unless you getting alone. But I feel like you're, I, the way that I look at it, going to the theater is an experience. That's what you're paying for. That's like saying, I want to go to this concert. I already bought the CD. Like, that's not the same thing. You yeah. can't compare had, the two. I've, I've had many experiences in the theater. I can wait until I watch it on my 82-inch television in my living room. And that looks awesome. That is cool. But it's still not the same the thing. Audience. It's it's the the collective experience of people mm. laugh together. They gasp. They scream. They cry. Like you have that. You don't know any. Might know some of you. Might probably don't know anyone there. But you're all kind of in the moment together. That's the thing I think that's lost without cinemas. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I like that for a Marvel movie. I don't need that for anything else. I sat in, I, get I sat in a theater once watching my childhood burned down in ashes and people were cheering and I was like, I don't like none of you motherfuckers no more. I'm out. I'm ending all of this. The tree, the text, the Jedi. I'm going to burn it down. I mean, I'm sure that they were upset, but I mean, it's not... I I think a lot of people, and I won't name names, uh, who who disliked uh, The Last Jedi a lot, like when The Rise of Skywalker came out and was pretty much panned, they were like, We won! What did you win? I don't understand what. <laughs> yeah, I, I, well, I certainly didn't feel like I, I, we won. I don't think that's winning. I think winning would have been to have a trilogy that made sense, or maybe not do a trilogy and just do your own shit. Well, whoever wins, we lose. Is the tagline of Alien vs. Predator, which sucks. <laughs> oh, God. What a segue! Way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Alien vs. Predator sucks. Alien vs. Predator Requiem also sucks, but it's at least a fun kind of bad. Oh, yeah. It's like a fun, you know, all super gruesome. I'm happy that they, because Alien vs. Predator, who was, somebody, yeah, somebody in the studio was like, I know what we got to do. Make a PG-13. That'll do it. Yeah, a sequel to two different franchises that every single entity is hard R. <laughs> The comics that this is based on are also R-rated. Let's make this PG-13. This will have a huge children fan base. Where one of the creatures is basically a penis with a penis mouth, and the other one rips skulls with spines attached from them, and we're just going to And its mouth is basically a tooth vagina. Yeah, and we're just going to drop PG-13 on these dudes. Yeah. Uh, Hollywood Studios. Is this the second week we're shitting on Hollywood Studios? Uh, probably, but I mean, the we Poet and Billy podcast week. brought to you by Hollywood Studios. There's a lot of really dumb decisions by people who just uh, they get stuck in a 
how to make money and they don't actually think about the product they're making and it's like oh well this will get to more people so obviously it'll get more money and they don't stop and think if it's right for the project like when they wanted julia roberts to play harriet tubman yeah that was people are dumb so yeah, dumb. that sounds brave to me Oh my God. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to the Poet and Billy podcast. This is our it's last a... episode. Next week it'll be yeah. The Poet for some podcast. reason you've been canceled. <laughs> Jesus, I didn't even know that could happen. It can. I can drop you at any minute. It's surprisingly easy to change out Billy from "It's the Poet and Batman Podcast Extravaganza." <laughs> Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't this kind of the sequel evolution of what Retcast used to be? Yes. Yeah. You replace Braxis? I mean, I, I, can one really replace Braxis? True. They, they are irreplaceable. Yes. We are about a week out of our anniversary. I guess we are. Yeah. Uh, we got to do something special for that? I actually don't know. Two years ago... Uh, Billy was out here, Billy and Liz were out here visiting me. We came up with the idea to do this podcast. We were set to do the podcast. The first episode was going to be Avengers Infinity War. I was so excited. And I almost died. And literally months went by before we were able to do our first episode. But unofficially, this is the two-year anniversary of the event of, of the week we got together and then decided to do this podcast. And then he had to ruin it by almost dying. I did. I almost ruined it. It was almost. I was almost a ruiner. Hey, on the plus side, though, you did save it by not dying. I did. I did save it by not dying. But at what a cost! My kidneys <laughs> will tell you. So this kind of went off the rails, so fuck it. What do you guys think of Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection? Uh, oh, right. So Alien 3 is really good. I I, I think... You know, know. No, I, I was a uh, fan like, of... I like it. I like David Fincher. It's weird. It Clearly fucked up, but... Well, and I was a fan of uh, Charles S... Uh... Oh, what's his last name? Uh, is it Dutton? God damn it. Dance... It's Charles Dance, isn't it? No. Um, Pulling up IMDb. I know, this is the worst. Talk my show. I'm really going to have to edit on this one. Oh, why did I go aliens, you idiot? Aliens oh, you don't want to edit out when I say or pause or do something dumb, but. What are you talking about? Charles S. Dutton. Yeah, I was right. Charles S. Dutton. No, not Charles right. Dance. Uh, I like Charles. I'm a fan of Charles S. Dutton. So I was excited ah. that he was going. There is a Charles that. Dance in it. I was also right. Sorry, you were right. Yeah, yeah but that's not the Charles. That's not the Chucky boy I was talking about. Uh, so I, I, I was a fan of his. Um, I was sad that uh, John Connor's dad and Newt didn't make it. Um, yeah. But I did. I at the time I was a fan of Alien Three, um, Resurrection less so. Yeah, I think Resurrection is um, it's interesting. I kind of really like how it's uh, the director of like uh, Amelie and City of Lost Children. Like he's a weird French uh, surrealist director, and watching that style be forced into like a Hollywood big budget action film is just 
bizarre and it becomes almost as a weird mutation like the aliens in the film but i think it's good not great it comes close to being interesting but it's got a lot of weird stupid stuff in it uh i think so i for me it's been a long time since i've seen alien 3 on the occasions i've watched it i always just kind of i'd never find it necessarily bad just kind of underwhelming um and it's like which it in its defense you're following up on like these two fantastic movies like what are you gonna do yeah you're you're following up on the best horror sci-fi horror film and the best sci-fi horror action movie ever made like it's good but it's not on the same scale <laughs> yeah what do you mean what are you gonna do Alien Resurrection, I actually tried to watch maybe a couple of months ago. Just out of, just to have something on in the background while I was like cleaning. And I still had to turn it off because I was like, this is really bad. And I feel like I just, I because I was thinking about the other movies uh, while I had it on. And I was like, this is just so not, like the dialogue just doesn't work. It's like, th- this takes place in the same universe? Like I know some time has gone by, but it's just real weird. Uh and I think it's a good example of what happens when somebody who didn't write a movie, uh, or somebody, yeah, somebody who wrote a movie doesn't direct that movie. Like the way that scripts can come out, because you know maybe that script. I've noticed that thing, things that Whedon can get away with because of who he is. He can go from serious to funny in the same scene without any issues because his style just is kind of works that way. Um, and I, I guess you can see hints of that when you're watching the movie and it just doesn't flow as well. Yeah. The, the tone of his script and the tone of the direction are not the same and it just, it feels awkward. And it's, a, you know, I think that I, I do find it interesting to look at that movie and see how the direction is so different because, you know, you wouldn't, uh, you, it's easy to forget watching some movies that it's never just one person behind it, you know, and don't get me wrong, like, the director is heavily responsible for a lot of things, uh, but I, you know, for Alien especially, I think, so many things had to come together, uh, when I was watching the making, when I was watching the documentary about it, the making of, it's so funny, so, like, the original two writers, uh, were talking about it, and they'd come up with it, and they were like, oh, we're going to do this alien movie. And they started writing the script and working on it. And I guess they, it got handed around, and somebody got it, and these two other writers were reading it, and they are like, man, you should read this script. Is it good? No, it's really bad, but there's this one scene that's fantastic. you got to get there. And the guy's reading it, and like, he's like, I don't know if I can keep – I'm on, like, page 90. Why am I still reading this? Like, keep going. I'm just, so they get to the chestburster part, and that's when they're like, oh, yeah, that scene's good. We can fix this. So, like, they rewrite the entire thing. Just so many different things had to come together between, like, the writing and the set design for that movie to work. For any movie to work. Yeah. Uh, and that's There's why I so think. So many Alien, moving parts. Yeah. You know, because Alien Resurrection is not a bad looking movie. Uh, I think it has an interesting look to it. But. It's just there's some, some some things just don't come together the way that they need to, and you know what are you gonna do? So Gordon Weaver, I guess, needed that that money. So, well, you know, she she didn't want to come back. There's it was, she was like, I died at last when it was done, and then they just kind of kept throwing money at her. So finally, it's like, oh yeah, that's, it. uh, yeah, I guess that's that that must be it. Because look, what? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I feel actually like think it would have point... been better to not bring her back. Yeah, I think it sure. would have been a better fit. Like, I like Sigourney Weaver in the film. I kind of like her weird. I'm half alien now, and that makes me weirdly sexual. But I, I just, it feels odd to have her back, especially playing a different character. It's like, oh, I'm not Ripley anymore. I'm, I'm just like half alien, half Ripley. So I'm a new character. It's like, why don't you just bring someone else? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, like, the ending was that... so good at three. Like it, the sacrifice of like she finally died. Uh, stopping the monster, like she sacrificed herself to stop it. And it was like that was a. It's a sad, but it's a poetic ending for the series. I thought, yeah, and, and I think that part of the problem with that is, and I guess I got you know, obviously they got away from it because they didn't have much of a choice when they were trying to do like Alien versus Predator and Prometheus, Alien, whatever. Uh, it became so about Ripley. In a good way. Like, that's part of why Aliens is so great. Like, the the way that that character develops over the course of that movie after the last movie is fantastic. But then you get to Alien 3, and, you know, the fact that they kill off the other two characters, like, the other characters that you were close with, and now you're stuck with Ripley again, and you're like, like well, now it just feels like you guys are trying to get it back to Ripley again. Like, maybe it would have been better to try something else like not do another ripley story like i feel like the end of aliens that is a happy ending for her and that would have been nice yeah uh, it's uh, a, it's the fact that they all die right after and it's not even a like it's an awful death for both of the both hicks and newt like it's really disturbing like they had also uh, apparently the autopsy scene where they cut up newt in the film was drastically worse in the original cut, and they had to cut it, like, really scale it back. Because it was just like, this is watching a child get cut apart. And I was like, why would you do that? Like, what direction were you trying to go by not only having the her daughter die in the next film, but do it in such a horrible graphic way? Right, because, like, her daughter dying previously wasn't enough. They had to kill the second daughter. They had to kill, yeah. yeah. They are like, oh, yeah, your life is back to get... No, it's not. And then we're going to end with her <laughs> killing her alien daughter. I, I know there's a bunch of different scripts that went around for Alien 3 before they, like, originally it was supposed to be uh, a wooden spaceship that was piloted by monks. And that's what she encountered with, and the alien got loose on that. And um, then it got turned to a prison ship. <laughs> so, I mean, the monk all, idea was kind of interesting. <laughs> already the thought of a wooden spaceship filled with monks is, like, yeah, that... uber-captivating. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you and I think captivating mean different things, but... Well, that's, uh, you can see elements of that in because they're super religious on the prison colony. Like, they definitely were inspired by that one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do like the prison colony. I think it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting setting. Yeah. Uh, but, I don't know, just because of how close Ripley... You know, did you, and I've, I've mentioned this game before. Charlie, have you ever played Alien Isolation? No, um, I've heard it's really good. I haven't got around to it yet. It It is, and it has a great story, because you play Ellen Ripley's daughter, Amanda. And she's been wondering, like, whatever happened to her mother. You know, she's an adult now. She's become an engineer. And uh, she ends up finding out that they found the black box to, uh, to, to her ship. So she goes with this company person to go find the black box. When they get there, it turns out the people that found the black box 
backtraced where it had come from and found the planet. Somebody got an egg on them, you know, and then they brought they brought the person back to the space station, and now there's an alien loose on it. And it's a good story because it has great elements from the first movie. It has a connection to it because you're with Ripley's daughter. And then there's this really great moment at the end where she finally actually does find the black box. And they, they brought Sigourney Weaver back in to record dialogue where she leaves a message oh, awesome. for her daughter. And it's really sweet and nice. And like she finally gets some closure. Uh, it's just the kind of thing where that something like that can work in a movie that's like you're close to what you had in the other movies, but you don't feel like you have to do, ex- you know, you don't have to go, uh, let's get a clone. Yeah. I should pick that up. I would... I've actually also read the like civilization, and it's not bad. It is very expensive on Amazon. Never mind. <laughs> well, if we're talking about aliens and aliens and alien versus predator and alien versus predator too, let's talk about predator. That movie's fantastic. <laughs> Fuck it, let's go everywhere. <laughs> it's amazing. Predator is amazing. Was that the last episode where we were talking about the Predators? Because of Dak's game. Charlie, what are your feelings on Predator, Predator 2, Predators, and The Predator? Uh, okay. Predator, the first one, I really like. It's great. The ending is fantastic. Um, Predator 2 is a lot of fun. I don't know if it's exactly a good movie, but it's a really enjoyable movie. I've never regretted uh, watching it. Yeah, Yeah. every time, like, that was fun. Uh, Predators, the Robert Rodriguez one, I fucking love. I think that movie's great. Um, I like all the characters. I think it's just a really enjoyable, weird action film. Lawrence Fishburne's awesome. Topher Grace is super creepy. Walter Goggins uh, and The Predator sucks ass. The Predator is absolutely the worst. I was so disappointed to hear that. I've never watched it because I just couldn't bring myself to do it. It's it's not only the worst, it's offensively the worst. It's so boring and like every action scene's badly shot and all the characters suck and it's it's so frustrating because Shane Black is amazing. All of that cast is awesome. The idea behind it is really good. It's just the movie is unwatchably bad. Terrible. They literally I, have a scene that where they where in a rush, Olivia Newton or Olivia Munn has to get Olivia naked. Newton John. Yeah, Olivia <laughs> Newton John Munn has to get naked so she can get decontamined and then gets dressed. It's the most like. They didn't have to do none of that. It was so ridiculous. So it was a scene because they were it like... It was we crass for no, like, good reason. It was just... It was a trash and it's so film. That there was multi- so many reshoots where they tried to fix things and change the script and change the ending. Like, There's a sequence in the end where a character gets a bit of alien tech- uh, the Predator technology, one of the kids, and he drops it in the forest, and then there's a clearly, like, shot on Second Union shot of it falling on the ground and rolling away and then another character picking it up because they're like there's no reason for this character to have this but we need this to happen for the ending Ugh. I, I remember watching that being like everyone says it's terrible but it's Shane Black how can it be bad nothing that's he's made that, is bad that's what I was and, thinking too and it uh, it was so fucking annoying like I was angry when it was done I was like this should be good how did you fuck this up yeah I, I was angry watching it the whole time I wasn't a fan of the Rodriguez one um, I just thought it was a weird 
contrived plot where you get like they're pulling random humans to like battle it out on their like planet or whatever. Like, one was a different type of like violent killer, which I liked. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I, I, I liked the concept. Yeah, I feel the same way about Predators as I, as I do about Predator Two, where I'm like, I think it's good. I, you know, I've I've enjoyed it when when I've seen it, but you know, well, I, yeah, it's not like a, a a classic of cinema or anything. Like I would say, the first Predator is really good for how it's made and structured, but the other ones they're fun, they're watchable. See, I well, so I still enjoy the first Predator in a way that. I guess even at the time to appreciate it would be different, but uh, you still, you know, people still have that concept of what like the big strong action hero is, especially of the time, and that is Arnold Schwarzenegger, like absolutely. Yeah. And it's such a great idea to be like, let's get a show you what badasses they are, and then this thing is going to come through and tear through them like they're fucking nothing. Yeah, there's just tissue paper. They're gone. <laughs> And then have the one left, the one left, the most badass guy left. You get Arnold Schwarzenegger just go primal. He's covered in mud. He's gonna take. He's gonna take sticks and fire and fight this fucking thing. So good, so good. Yeah. Oh, God, I love that movie. It's like that. It's an okay movie, but man, that climax. Everything from the moment like the native guy runs and dies on the bridge, and it's just Arnold alone in the jungle. Everything from then on is just fantastic. Um, like, I've, I've literally just started the movie there a bunch of times. Been like, I don't have time to watch all of Predator, but I want to watch the good bit. Let <laughs> me watch this last part. I loved Predator 2 when it came out. Um, not so much as a continuation of the Predator fan- franchise, uh, but when they showed the alien head on the Predator ship, yo, that was, my mind was like, through the roof, I was like, oh my god! That's a totally different franchise! What is happening? I want this to happen immediately! So, and so then, let's... Since we're happen. swerving off into Predator, did any of you read the Alien uh, comics? Most of which were terrible. I, uh, yeah, I think I actually even still have some. I have, I have some Aliens. I have some of the Alien uh, versus Predator versus humans or whatever it was but the, the best one and by best i mean it's god awful comic but it's so fun to read is batman versus aliens i got that one i have both of them yeah, the sequel's I worse i probably have them both too they're fantastic what are you talking about it's been, just, so, it's been so long since i read them i couldn't tell you uh what happens in them. i just know that i have the i have those trades somewhere Batman fights a fucking giant crocodile, and then the alien attacks the crocodile, and then Batman fights a crocodile-alien hybrid. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's the killer, killer croc. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that I makes kid, perfect was... sense to me. That sounds like what would happen. Is that any more ridiculous than Doctor Doom and Dracula meeting on the moon? Well, I mean, where else like, are they going to meet? It's their spot. Yeah, man. We all know how Dracula feels about Islam. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, Dracula's not a fan of Islam. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, no, nah, this, this is from last week. Where Dak brought up Dracula bringing Doom to the moon to discuss uh, stopping Islam. And Doom just being like, what? What are you talking about, my dude? I ain't got time for none of that. 
to complete go even further off topic. Either of you seen uh, the movie Troll Hunter? No. No. It's a it's a fun uh, Norwegian. It's kind of a found footage film. It's about a bunch of students tracking these uh, trolls in the uh, forest. And there's this troll hunter who shows up. It's like, come with me. I'll show you how to deal with it. It's, it's really a fun, uh, weird film. But there's this moment where uh, the group of students are all like, uh, trolls can smell Christians, according to like the legend. And they go across, are you, are you Christian? Are you Christian? They get to one girl and she's like, no, I'm Muslim. And the guy's like, huh. I don't, I don't know if they'll notice that or not. I, I have no idea. I've never come across that. I guess we'll see. <laughs> it's just a funny moment. And? What happened, man? You gotta see the film to find out. Ah! Yeah, no, you, no, you have to tell the entire plot now. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, yeah, for anyone who's like listening to this talk about Alien, obviously you're gonna want my recommendation for Troll Hunter. I've actually heard Troll Hunter is good. No, I wouldn't. It, it is re- like it's fun. I, I would recommend it. Oh well, so I mean, I feel like we've covered Alien, Aliens, Alien Three, Alien Resurrection, Alien v Predator, Alien v Predator Two, Predator, During Predator Two, Predators, Predator, the Predator, Troll Hunter, Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Uh, Rise of Skywalker solo. What else can we cover? Goddamn. Yeah, I will go say, um, I did really enjoy when that, when the Nostra, Nostra, what was the name of the ship? Nostra, I, I want to say Nostradamus, but I know that's not it. Um, I would have been able to say it if you didn't just say that. <laughs> yeah, that one. I loved that it. it was like definitely that 70s style where they're like, yo, go out by a bunch of models. And we'll just put some shit together until it looks like a spaceship. You know, uh, the set designer said his biggest influence was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They wanted that like grimy, gritty, real feel that that movie had. Mm. You could, yeah, I could see that. I, I never ever saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre, um, <gasps> and that's because uh, I, uh, a friend of the family, asked me to babysit uh, for them. And uh, where they asked me to babysit was the neighborhood I, I, I knew in the daylight, but we got, went over there at nighttime, and so I, I was a little discombobulated. And then it was a pretty newborn baby, and I was probably wildly too uh, immature. I mean, I'm 45. I'm too immature to have a newborn baby, let's be honest. Uh, but I was wildly immature back then. I was probably like, I don't know, like maybe 12 and, you know, they asked me to babysit, and they left, and they said I could watch whatever movie I wanted, and I was like, oh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's an R-rated horror movie, there's definitely going to be boobs in that, so I put that on, and uh, anyways, I had to call my mom to come over and finish babysitting with me, and I didn't watch the rest of the movie. It's, you know, shockingly enough, it's a weird movie. I'll tell y'all dudes words for it. I figure, yeah, I tried once. If I don't like it, then I'm going to go with my gut feeling. I, I would say it's one to revisit. Like, mm. it's, uh, oh, yeah. Is it, though? It's really good. The, the original, it not, is. The, it not is. the shitty remake. No, yeah, go, I'd rather watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 with Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. Oscar winning, as Oscar winners, Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. That one's not very, like, it's fun. Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is actually a riot. It's like such a weird, dark, black comedy. Yeah. 
Dennis Hopper's the uh, hero. Or, well, hero with massive quotation marks. Um, No, I, I have seen it since then. Uh, honestly, I, you know me, I've never been really the biggest horror fan. Like, once I got out of the Freddy Jason era, um, I really lost interest in horror. Um, uh, the worst era, though. Uh, yeah, I don't care. I'm okay with that. Um, I don't know. I guess it depends am, on what you I, prefer. I am a fan I, I guess. of... Snobby, um, I am a fan of the Rob Zombie horror movies, though. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, uh, I've liked everything he's Devil's done Rejects. except for 31. I didn't like I ha- 31. I haven't seen 31 yet. That's the only one I hadn't seen. Um, uh, 31 like is, is there the one other film one I'm that forgetting? all of his... Uh, there is Salem... Uh, Lords of Salem. I don't think I saw that one. So maybe it's just those two. House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects. I, I, I enjoy both of those. Uh, Lords of Salem's weird and fun, but I liked it. Uh, 31 is basically the movie that all of Rob Zombie's critics have said he's only made. It's like mean, gross. It's like just hillbillies being awful to people. And there's no like characters or anything interesting that his other movies are good at. It's just... I was so disappointed. Oh, I got you. I got you. I've never really been a fan. Uh, I just don't like his style. That's fair. Especially, and you know, granted, since I'm not a fan, maybe it's not fair for me to to judge his Halloween remake to the original. But I think his Halloween oh, remake oh. was real shitty. I, I think it's it's not even a candle on the first one, but like, have you seen the other Halloween movies? They're they're, they're oh, not good. No, that's no, that is not a. That's not me saying you should watch the sequels to Halloween. It's funny. I would say that Halloween is the best slasher movie, but has the worst franchise. Oh, easily. Like, the original Halloween is is almost perfect. It's just mm, great from start to finish. Boring. For a yeah, again, you're just we we've made a cl- you've I love that you've gotten into the old man phase of your life where you're like, "Ah, there's no action in this movie." No, I didn't like that movie as you a kid. I thought that movie was boring. I never liked the Halloween I've franchise. I watched this movie for the, 20 minutes and nothing's happened. The only thing I like about the Halloween franchise is the music. That that is fantastic. As a matter of fact, that used to be my ringtone for when work would call me. <laughs> that's, not that's amazing oh man but yeah I just as a kid I never got into that like I just did not could not get into Halloween but Jason uh, and Freddy were like right in my wheelhouse Freddy was mine I, for, Jason is one I still there's a bunch of them I haven't seen really they get, I I'm gonna it. say get out of this control after about look. three or four maybe but they're always entertaining to me. Like I, I find them awesome every every time. That, that, I'm thinking this Halloween, I might just go through and do the whole series. I wonder if they're ever going to get that last one out. What? They've been toying with trying to get a Friday the Thirteenth out, like the Thirteenth. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's like, like I swear they always they, they feel the need. It's got to happen on Friday the Thirteenth, otherwise they're not going to put it out. <laughs> Well, no, there's a. It's tied up in a bunch of weird legal disputes. It remember? was for a while. Well, no, actually, you're right. I think remember, it still it, is. Remember, it, it fucked up your video game. 
It did fuck up my video game because they were they were crushing like the the Jason sequels, and then all of a sudden they got to they were getting ready to drop ten, and I don't think they ever dropped ten in the game because of the uh, legal no, they dispute. Didn't. Yeah, I'm so mad about that. You were, and you completely forgot, and then I brought it back up. You're welcome. Well, no, but I was gonna say I think I think since then they've resolved it. I could be wrong about that though. Mm. The, the slasher films don't really. They're not as much of a thing anymore. No. Not really. Uh, Horror's just, kind of moved into a different direction. Like, I think it'll probably swing back. Horror you, just keeps going in phases. You know, but You know, this would be the perfect time, right? Because think about it. We're all going through this, uh, this health scare right now. This would be the perfect time to drop fucking the horror movie about Nurse Cleaver. I don't know, man. Like, last time the world went through a depression, all the films became, like, musicals and big, happy extravaganzas. Oh, my God. I will fucking The Roaring Twenties. Yeah. And then, but then after that, we get, like, a really depressing, dark, like, film noir. Everything's awful. People suck. Like, Well, I'll look forward to that. It's in it because I'm writing a horror film right now, and I'm, like, trying to think, like, is... I don't know if this is going to be really relevant or not relevant at all in like a two years when I get to make this. So that's kind of a hard thing about horror. I think it, it, is it my imagination, Charlie? You're definitely probably you, you definitely would know how to answer this better than I would. I would say that of genres, horror seems to be the one that has way more subgenres than most other genres. Like it's there's it, I because I like horror, but it has to be a particular kind. Like and depending on the mood I'm in, like you can't go, I I want to watch a horror movie. All right, well we'll put on a slasher. I don't really want to watch a slasher movie. I want to watch something, you know, like Alien, for example. See how I brought that back around? I'm pretty good. Well done. Well, I, the reason I would say uh, is because horror is such a like blanket statement to films. Like if you say Martyrs and Evil Dead are both horror films, it's accurate, but there's nothing in either of those films that are remotely close to each other. And it's uh, because horror is just anything that makes you feel uncomfortable or scared. Like it can be such a huge wide uh, blanket that covers all these films. That's why there's so many different subgenres of horror. Cause like alien, it's a horror film, but uh, it's, would you say it's anything remotely similar to, I don't know. Uh, like Cabin in the Woods or something. No, no, not at all. I haven't uh, seen that movie, so I can't compare them. Give me a different movie to compare it to. Uh, like Friday Thirteenth. Uh, name a bunch of no. Name a bunch of obscure <laughs> horror movies just to piss them off. Uh, Say Midsummer. He hasn't seen that. I have not seen that movie. <laughs> it is. I, I'd recommend it. It's really good. It's a weird movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip. It's also very slow. You might not like it. It takes a while to get anywhere. When it does, yeah, nobody it dies like, for quite a while, so you might not want to watch man. it. <laughs> I'm gonna need something to happen right away. You, 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 like uh, it's the best anti shrooms PSA that's ever been made. Oh well, I don't need that because I would never eat mushrooms, whether they were psychedelic or not. I'm just not a mushroom dude. I also am not a fan. There's nothing more upsetting than getting pizza and finding a mushroom on it. Agreed. Agreed. I will say this. If there was psychedelic cheese, I'd probably be fucked. <laughs> I, I, like, I, I would say I'm not a big fan of mushrooms either. I'm 
unless they're magical. <laughs> but it's uh, I don't want something extra unless. <laughs> uh, what other horror films have been good lately? Did you see Get Out? Oh, Get Out's great. I liked Us yeah. a lot too. Not yeah, us, either, okay, there's one. Us and Aliens are both horror films. They're both going to sit in the same shelf. Are There's nothing remotely close in either of those. No. So that's like horror is such a, it's just so many movies get put under that uh, banner that they're so different. That's why there's so many different types. Because if you ever feel creepy or unsettled by it, it's, oh, that's a horror movie. I thought the, the closest I think you could probably get to a genre having subgenres even close to a horror would be drama would be about would be about it but yeah yeah because drama just basically it's like, like any film that's not funny yeah like <laughs> it's like there's nothing, like, there's nothing uh, there's no supernatural elements it's not funny i guess it's a drama <laughs> yeah but it's you like, could have like a period story, piece drama which could be anything yeah, or if you skip out of uh, movies, like metal is a good comparison. It's like horror and metal have so many different subgenres that they don't look and compare it at all. Speaking oh. of horror subgenre, have you ever seen Bone Tomahawk, Charlie? Not yet. I've heard it's good. I heard it's gruesome, uh, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it's really how good. How comes I ask you about all these movies that you want to see but you haven't seen that are like movies you should should have seen? Because most of them are on streaming sites, and I, I'm quarantined out of my folks, and I have limited things I can watch online because we only have a small amount of data. Man, I figure I've these are movies that have been out for a long time. You should have been and seen them. If you realize, there's like millions of movies, and I would like to see the majority of them. <laughs> well, then quit watching movies you've already seen, Charlie. I, you don't listen to him. You do what you need to do. I want. I want. This is my challenge to you, sir. The month of May is coming up. I don't want you to have watched a repeat movie in all of May. Only right. new. Only new films for the month of May. Uh, can he I put said, one stipulation? He says because... that you're going into quarantine where you're not going to have access to any new movies. Oh, dude, I've I've over like I'm at my parents' place. We have a library of like. 2000 dvds i i can watch new stuff without ever repeating things for the rest of my life all right what was your caveat but my caveat is uh i will do it uh one at the end of may i come back on the podcast and i'll tell you the movies i watched sounds good okay and two uh the only time i can repeat is i watch movies with my grandma and she likes watching stuff she's seen so I will myself. I will not repeat. But uh, if I'm watching a movie with my grandma, I'll repeat. I can't. Otherwise, let's let's tag grandma's films. Films with grandma. You can probably tell because they're going to be be a great podcast. Films with grandma. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna send your grandma bone tomahawk so y'all can watch. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really fun. Uh, It is actually kind of cool watching movies with my grandma. Where like she's older and kind of gets out of it and be watching like halfway through is like i've seen this before yeah i, I know we we like this movie oh okay oh yeah that's gonna happen next it's like yep no <laughs> you've seen this 30 times uh so you've never watched anything that she's like super not into which is like what is this oh, oh charlie that is, no <laughs> that has happened so often there, there's been a bunch of I don't think there's anything we've turned off outright, but there's been a few that she's just not liked. I'm just I'm just gonna go on a limb. Boogie Nights. 
<laughs> Haven't done that one yet. All right. So what are what are some of uh, Grandma's favorite movies that she likes to watch? Uh, Casablanca, anything that Charlie Chaplin is in. Um, Treasure of Sierra Mod, she really liked. Uh, what else did I watch recently? We wa- Oh, here's one that she thought... You can tell if she didn't like it, cause she'll say, oh, that was very interesting. There was a lot of like different people in it. We watched uh, <laughs> On the Waterfront, oh, which is like, a good movie, but it's like really quite nasty and brutal to the workers. And she, all the way through, it's like, these are awful people. These are just oh, awful. I love, that, I love that she's like... She's polite, and she's just like, there sure were a lot of people in that movie. Yeah, it's always like, okay, I guess you didn't like that one. I'll try and find a different one. No, 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 it was good. She also just likes hanging out and watching movies, so it's a good part of quarantine. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me, sorry. Um, Oh, yeah, I don't know where I was going to go. Now I got to put that, I'm going to have to put that uh, Mario sound in. Da, 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 da. The way that you the way that you said something that I was like, oh, he's got something to say. No, he yeah, doesn't. I, very I, have, well, I had to a, sum it all up. I, had, I was gonna, I was gonna say something, but then I turned and looked, and <laughs> it looked like Jeff Bridges was dead. And I was like, wait, what happened? And I was like, oh no, he's just sleeping. I got distracted by the movie that that's that oh, oh, oh. the uh, movie that you've seen before. Yeah, no, I just so but yeah, know, but it was. That. It was out of context. I just caught me confused. I just looked over and it looked like he was dead, wrapped up dead. And I was like, what? I was like, uh, I remember that. Oh, it's my favorite part. What is your intention, Rooster? I mean to kill you in one minute. I call that bold talk for a one-eyed fat man. Fill your hand, you son of a bitch. It's a good movie. I would it like is, it to but... be known that I have been keeping my hands busy playing games. Yeah, we can hear. Trust me, yeah, I'll have to sure edit all that can. bullshit out, motherfucker. Uh, you like to give me a hard time, but I have not gotten distracted by it yet, and yet you felt the need to go, oh, uh, uh, Jeff Bridges is dead in this movie that I've seen, and I know he doesn't die in it. I do. I've what, uh, always... what game are you playing? I, yeah. I've just, I myself just uh, am plowing through the Bioshock trilogy. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm doing the first Resident Evil game, which is taking me some time to get used to. Because the nice. it's got it's got like a weird control system. If you've ever played, you know, like the tank control system. I have not. Uh, it's it's neat. It's weird, uh, and it is unnerving. It's a uh, replay in Bioshock. I just finished two, and I'm like, two is way better than I remember. Really, I've never played two. Actually, I, I it's should. Uh, it's not as scary as one. What? It doesn't have any of the like scary moments, but it has. Uh, the controls and the like gameplay is phenomenal. You can use both your uh, plasmid and your gun at the same time, and uh, it's also the level design is really good. There's really interesting stories. I, I honestly, having played both back to back, I think it's stronger than one. One obviously has the best opening, and the moment where you have to kill Ryan is one of the best moments in any video game. But I still yeah. think it's an overall stronger game. Yeah, I think when you talk about Bioshock, that's those are the things that people talk about is that opening and that that climax, that ending, uh, leading. But that's not the ending. ending. There's still like two levels after that. There's a little bit more. Yeah, I guess it just feel in my head. That's what it reminds me of because you know there's no there's, there's like a whole other like world, and then there's the other level where you become the big daddy and like yeah, he's got to get away. Escort. 
Um, yes. Uh, yeah, Bioshock 2 is great, and the uh, DLC for Bioshock 2 might be one of my favorite like self-contained stories I've ever played. It's it's really cool, and I won't spoil it. You should play it. I appreciate that because I do want to play the play it because uh, I'd I'd be interested in playing the Bioshock games again, especially Bioshock Infinite. I love that game. Yeah, I just started that and like, oh man, I I, I love that Skyhook. It's I, I am a a fr- uh, back when I first played it, my roommate at the time said watching me play Bioshock Infinite was like watching a serial killer because I never used the gun. I would always just kill people with the Skyhook. <laughs> We really have to come to the, you know, we have to come to the end of this episode and really answer the question that's been building, obviously, this entire time. Uh, what's the best Alien movie? Or the worst Alien movie? I think worst is probably the way we... <laughs> worst is Alien vs. Predator. Are we counting those? Or oh, we, yeah, we can count we those. Alien vs. Predator is terrible. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, yeah, if, if you count, that's like, like unwatchable. Prometheus or Covenant. If you go by the original four, I'd say four. Yeah. Uh, if you go by just if we really like limit ourselves, if we're doing Alien and Aliens, it's I don't know if I could answer. Oh, I think I they're both I, good. They're different. The thing is, if if I'm gonna watch one, I'll I'll watch Aliens a hundred times over Alien every time. Uh, they're such different movies, yeah, it's like, you can't... Yeah, it's like, I, I watch Aliens more than I watch Alien, but I think they're equally good, just in very different ways. My personal preference, at least at the moment, would be Alien. I think it's just a fantastic, uh, thriller. Hey, I'll be honest, though, there's no fucking way I'd let, uh, What's his name live in Aliens after he tried to uh, put a a bug in me? Oh yeah, where they're tra- they're gonna kill Burke? Yeah, Burke. Yeah, <laughs> man. Like, oh, we gotta get him back. Nah, ain't gonna be no trial, Doc. Ain't gonna be no trial on this one. We'll take him back. It's like, well, here's the thing. He's already tried to kill you once. Yeah. Can't trust I wouldn't him. Him around to do that again because he will probably he's proven that he'll try again. <laughs> exactly. Can't you tried it once? That'll enough. You if you want to come back, you coming back with two in the in between your eyes. Pop pop. Yeah, yeah it's like, well, uh, sorry, you're we're gonna leave you for alien food. You go run over there, be bait. Exactly. Oh damn, guys. I guess you weren't mad about him. Huh? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I did love that show. I can't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I did love me so bad about you. Goddamn! I could not. I don't think I've ever even watched an episode of it. Oh man, I loved it. Him and Helen Hunt, Paul Reiser and Helen Hunt. I was a fan of Paul Reiser's comedy. My dad really liked Paul Reiser's comedy, and so uh, we would watch Mad About You and his stand up and stuff like this. But uh, um. Yeah, that's why I like. I hated that dude. I'm, that I'm just looking that guy up, and holy sh- yeah, I did not realize that was a dude from Mad About You. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Really? He's so in Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, I liked him a lot. Doctor in Stranger Things, in season two and three. Holy right? shit! Yeah, he, he like plays the... Sam Owens. Yep. Yeah, he's real interesting because I remember thinking, "Is he going to be the bad guy?" Because I've seen Aliens, I know how this goes, <laughs> but. Holy shit, he's in Whiplash, too. 
he has had a much I like did not ever recognize this dude in something else. He was just always burked to me. That's hilarious. Oh, it's, I posted on Twitter or something about like if any interesting facts I should mention. You know the uh, um, warehouse they shot a bunch of alien in is also where uh, Burton shot Joker falling into the vat. Interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, same interior. It was. Uh, there's also another place. Do nothing was telling me it was. I'm scrolling through. Do you, I'm <sighs> sorry. Do you mean Don Uthing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they also shot uh, some uh, Full Metal Jacket there as well. Word. They shot some Full Metal Jacket in in a warehouse. I thought that movie was in the jungle. Have you seen the movie? Yeah, uh, I was no, going to say, the best part of the movie isn't in the jungle. <laughs> yes. no. They don't even go to the jungle. It's like they're in the jungle and then they're in the city. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. I remember the first time I saw that movie and it leaves the, the boot camp part and I was like, there's more to this? <laughs> yeah, it's like two really very different, both good, but you leave the boot camp like, but... That was really good. I, why are we doing this? I want to go back to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still enjoyed the movie, but I just... I, that is definitely the more memorable part of it. Oh, for sure. It's well, Once you get to the city, it's like, this is good, but um, where's Lee Ermey? <laughs> Dead. Yeah. In both the movie and real life. Uh, oh, I was going <laughs> to say the Kingpin took him out, but now you made me sad. You made it real. <laughs> oh, man. The kingpin killed him in real life too. That's how powerful he is. Oh god! Oh no, man! I I feel like that's gonna be like on a the serial podcast or a Netflix documentary special. Oh, I would watch that in a heartbeat. Like Vincent D'Onofrio is a murderer. All right, let's see what's going. Ca- yeah, we just like keep letting him do it because he's so likable. <laughs> Every time he kills someone, we're like, yeah, they probably had it coming to them. Like, if, if you said so. <laughs> well, do we have so anything else Billy... to add on the topic? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think. Uh... Well, thanks uh... for having me again. Uh, final verdict. I, I'm saying, I if you could only have one to watch for the rest of your life, Alien or Aliens, which would you pick? I'm gonna pick Aliens, despite how much I love Alien. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with Alien. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Alien. And I'm Aliens, two to one. Woo-hoo! I don't know what that means. Uh, means they're both really good they're... movies. They are. I mean, look, they are. Like, yeah, like I, you know, I. It's Alien is just not my thing. Uh, it's too, it's too slow. But once that Alien stuff starts kicking off, then I'm 100 percent in. Um. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not like I think it's a bad movie or, you know what I mean? I mean, without it, without Alien, I would not have no Aliens. So I can't hate on Alien. Yeah, we don't know, you know, what we could have gotten if it hadn't been for those movies. It's possible that without them inspiring people, we wouldn't have gotten something like The Last Jedi. Fuck you. If it, cause, Good night, everybody. Because you're being a piece of shit. But let's be honest with that statement. If they hadn't have made Alien, 
what are the chances Halo would have got made? What are the chances we'd be friends? And what are the chances we'd be doing this podcast? Oh, Think about that, Billy. That's good. Think about that. Instead, you wanted to shit all over your so-called friend. Thank it you is, and good night. Hey, back to Halo. Uh, that is the reason I loved the first Halo. Is like, oh, cool. I'm just basically playing aliens. Right? Yeah, 100%. It's aliens, but if they're like, here's a super soldier. <laughs> and like, Halo 2 is might be a better story if it had an ending. Boom, roasted. Uh, oh, I roasted your ending, Dak. You I'll, weren't I'll, happy to finish the fight? I'll be honest with you, though. I did like that ending. I was so mad. I was like, got to the end. I was like, yeah, let's do it. And the credits rolled. Like, there's another level after the credits, right? And then they ended it and went back to main screen. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, I didn't I really have that. a problem with it. I still think the first one is best just because it it keeps it simple. Yeah. Not to say that, you know, having more going on is a bad thing, but... I, I like the stuff with the um, Arbiter, but, it, again, it didn't finish the ending, so I was like, uh, this is just a chapter, not a... Like, the first Halo is a complete story. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, you don't need to do anything else. You can play Halo. You don't need Halo 2 or 3. You don't need anything else for the franchise, story-wise. Yeah, but you if you know, play Halo 2, A, you have to have played Halo 1, and B, yeah. you need to play Halo 3 to get the ending that isn't actually in Halo 3 because they skip over it and they jump ahead. But uh, I have issues with that series. Well, here my, here's what I, I meant to bring this up last week when we had this conversation. Uh, one of the reasons that I liked Halo over Halo 2 is I played Halo's story more. Because once you know, like once we beat it on regular, we were trying to beat it on legendary, and Halo's two legendary was so out of balance that we like once we ran into the wall on like the first on the first level, because um, there's the one part where like there's just the and the way the enemies spawn, it's just like we couldn't get past it. Um, yeah, there the, the, there's a difficulty curve. Like this is just not fair. Yeah. I actually watched a YouTuber break down the 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 difference between Halo 1 Legendary and Halo 2 Legendary and explained why Halo 2 was more brutal and how they fixed it for Halo 3. Um it was it was really interesting cuz it made me understand like, oh, it wasn't cuz I was garbage, it was just a really weird they they changed a bunch of the settings and then like there were some spots where it like the overlap just made it incredibly, incredibly difficult. Makes sense. And then, and then plus, coupled with that is that's when I got into the multiplayer, and so I was all about that multiplayer life. I remember being pissed that Halo Two didn't have online co-op. Yeah, why didn't it have online? Because I was like, that would have been so much fun to do that with friends. But maybe I would have felt better about the story that way. But. Because by the time Halo 2 came out, I didn't have any in-real-life friends left, so. Just it, me and my 30-year-old friend, Poet. You couldn't play the story? <laughs> First time, how dare you just <laughs> post my age like this. I'm still, um, like, going back you to you. You said you were, you were 45, old when... like, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> you, you also said you were four years old when Alien came out. It was like, that was, nine, that was 79, dude. Right. Yeah, um... I always think you and I are close to the same age, and then I was like, "Oh yeah, no, you're you're like I was 88." No, you guys were children. No, you're only two years older than me, Charlie. Yeah. 
Which is like mind blowing because I think yeah. I'm closer to poet's age, and you're like the kid. I still think of you as like the kid. You remember when he the showed kid. up into our channels. thread without a fucking avatar? Just I was there. I was like, that was the mark. first time I signed up for like a website forum to like talk on. So it's like I didn't know how important it was to have a an image. So fucking yeah, irritating sure with that dumbass question. Like, I'm not talking to you until you come back without a, a, a avatar. And and the thing was, he could have come back with a million fucking avatars, and we would have shit all over him. But he came back with a fucking tack, and we were just like, oh, this kid's one of us. Yeah, it was instantly like, no, this kid's cool. Welcome to the club, dude. Uh, no, that was 100% Charlie's idea. He suggested it. Uh, I can't remember if I think it was in the forum somewhere. He's like, you should just have a tack. Well, you thought, listen. I, yeah. you listen. <laughs> I thought you came up with that. No, nah, no. Nah. Well, damn. Otherwise, it would have just been something dumb like, "Ah, oh, here's Batman." Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, really? Why are you just? Man, I've for huh? years. I've been like, man, that that was the moment. I was like, this kid's cool. <laughs> you just you just ruined it. I'm sorry. That wasn't my intention, but no worries. You also like blew my mind with like, yeah, you are only two years younger. What the hell am I calling you, kid? Yeah, you we should it. now gang up and call Poet old. No, he doesn't like that. No, you guys should gang up and call Chris Hansen. <laughs> does he still do stuff? I don't think I, he does. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Good night, everybody. <laughs> go oh, watch man. the Alien movies. Uh, the first two. Yeah, go watch the first two Aliens. Like, three is worth watching. Four, I would still say, is good, but go in with low expectations. Just stop there. Don't watch the Alien vs. Predators don't, don't watch Prometheus. Don't watch Covenant. Mm-hmm. Especially Covenant, like, the biggest problem with it is its tone. It's such a nihilistic, like, uh, awful movie with a very pessimistic tone and ending. That it goes against the Alien series. Like, the first one's depressing, but they still have a decent ending, you know? Like, they, the good people get away. And that's not spoiling the ending. There's a it's weird. You have to see it to understand how dark it is. Well, you know, I also, I just remember seeing the trailers for alien covenant and thinking this looks so fake. Like the way that like the alien was like on a ship and oh, yeah, the it just looked garbage. real off. Like it looks more fake than the CGI alien in alien four. It's mind-blowing to me that the aliens look better in 1, 2, and 3 than they do in the film that came out like two years ago. That's how important practical effects are, man. Yeah. Although there were a couple yeah, of moments in, uh, especially Alien, I can't remember in Alien so much, but in Alien, they, it definitely had a real, there are a couple frames where I'm like, oh, that's definitely a dude in a suit. Oh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but I mean, yeah, no, I, the, the look of the head. Anytime, like, the, you're the, like one of when the you greatest. don't know where the alien is, and then the the head just moves enough, you're like, oh fuck! Guess oh I'm yeah, gonna get a, guess uh, I'm gonna get, uh, get a mouth uh, face hugger. When Harry Dean Stanton gets killed, uh, and it's like you see it up there; it's there the whole time, and then it starts moving, and you're like, oh shit! Like, uh, yeah. Because so when you first see it, you're like, that's a piece of like machinery, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. I also love um, Dallas, the captain in the tunnels. 
where he, like it keeps getting closer and closer and he's getting freaked out he climbs down and it just jumps out of him at the side that's such a good jump scare oh liz is calling me that means i'm i'm out of time this is also why i try to have a time limit on how long i do this because i have things to do you're a family Fair man enough. and you have to tend to your family i do not some old fuck who's groomed you since you were a child all right well again thank you so much for having me uh we'll Welcome. talk in may go yes, over sir. the best new films i watched it'll be fun i'm all poet right. i'm billy and i was charlie Good night. This is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the poet and Billy podcast extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs>